0: The story is told about Albert Einstein, that great physicist and genius, who was traveling from Princeton on a train one day. When the conductor came down the aisle punching the passenger's tickets, Einstein reached into his coat pocket, but couldn't find his ticket. So he reached into the pockets of his pants. No ticket. Then he looked into his briefcase. Still no ticket to be found. The conductor said to him, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are and I'm certain that you bought a ticket, so don't worry about it. Einstein nodded appreciatively and the conductor continued to walk down the aisle. As he was ready to move on into the next car, he turned around and he saw that Dr. Einstein was down on his hands and knees looking underneath his seat for his lost ticket. The conductor rushed back and said to him, Dr. Einstein, don't worry about it, I know who you are, and I don't need to see your ticket. Einstein looked at him and said, young man, I know who I am too, but I need that ticket because I don't know where I'm going. Today today we've just heard the story about Zacchaeus, a man who knew full well exactly who he was, however, like Einstein, he certainly didn't know where he was going because he'd lost his way in life. What we are about to discover is that he went out on a limb to see Jesus, and by so doing, he not only saw Jesus, but Jesus saw him, or should I say, Jesus found him. To set the scene for this wonderful story, Luke has placed Two characters side by side in his gospel to reveal just how deeply God is interested in seeking and saving the lost. Jesus met two men on the road to Jericho that day. One was a blind man. The story that just precedes this one in Luke chapter 18 talks about Jesus healing the blind beggar who was at the roadside. And the other one, of course, had his eyesight but he'd lost his way. One was a beggar and dirt poor, the other was a tax collector and filthy rich. Both of them had a strong desire to see Jesus. The blind beggar declared his faith in Jesus while Zacchaeus showed his repentance for a life that had taken the wrong direction. Well, in the end, They both came into a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. By coupling these two stories together, Luke is inviting us to come and see Jesus in two ways. One, through faith, like the blind beggar had. And secondly, through repentance, like Zacchaeus did. Faith and repentance, those are the ways that we come to see Jesus. Now let's take a closer look at this most interesting story. Jericho was a very wealthy city. It was a center for commerce in that entire region. It had a great palm forest, in fact it was called the City of Palms. It also had some rose gardens that were known as some of the most beautiful gardens in all the world at that time. All of this combined to make Jericho one of the greatest taxation centers in all of Palestine. Luke describes Zacchaeus as a man who had reached the very pinnacle of his profession. He was the chief tax collector and very rich. He was also one of the most hated men in the region. And why was that? because he was working for the enemy of the people. He was working for the Roman government who would conquered and were occupying the land of Palestine. Zacchaeus was numbered among those who from the beginning of time had presided over an event as unavoidable as death and about as welcome, namely taxes. It's likely that he collected taxes in the company of a band of armed Roman soldiers in order to intimidate and bully people into handing over even more money to the government than they were required to give. Tax collectors were known to be greedy, dishonest extortionists who preyed on their own people to line their own pockets with wealth at the expense of their fellow countrymen. That being said, Zacchaeus would have been seen as a corrupt crook, an outcast, looked down upon, despised by everyone. Well, inside this rather formidable, powerful, albeit diminutive man was a human being who felt in many ways very small, very small on the inside. On that day when Jesus arrived in Jericho, Zacchaeus desperately wanted to catch a glimpse of him, and he refused to become lost in the crowd. He refused to hide. He refused to run away from who he was, what he did, and how the crowd perceived him. Zacchaeus, you see, was determined to see Jesus and would not let anyone or anything prevent him from doing so. But for him to actually go out and to mingle amongst the crowd, well, that would take a tremendous amount of courage on his part. It'd be a very risky thing for him to do, for they all knew who he was. His reputation, after all, had preceded him. Tax collector. Many a person would have loved to give this despised and vertically challenged tax collector an elbow in the ribs, a shove a kick in the shins a slap in the face or a punch in the arm Zacchaeus would be black and blue with bruises by the end of the day on the ground that he couldn't see Jesus so he decided that he would go ahead of the crowd why fight the crowd so he runs on ahead and in desperation What does he do? He shimmies up a sycamore tree and crawls out on a limb to get a better view. Luke tells us that he did so because he sought to see who Jesus was. But what if, what if he climbed out on the limb of that sycamore tree, not just because he wanted to see Jesus, but because he wanted to be seen by Jesus. What if he did this because he was determined to come face to face with the truth about where his life was going and how he'd gotten so off track? This very rich and very powerful man was a human being who was desperately searching for something more out of life. He'd come to the realization that the direction his life had taken was the wrong direction altogether and was now ready to acknowledge and confess his wrongs and to admit his sinfulness. I believe that Zacchaeus was feeling empty, utterly empty inside and ready to experience the gift of forgiveness, redemption and a complete transformation of his life. What if he was seeking Jesus because he believed that Jesus could do just that for him. It's as though he were crying out, Here I am, Jesus. This is my life. Please, look at me and look into me. Claim me as your own, as a forgiven sinner. Personally, I believe that Zacchaeus was looking for the salvation that he somehow knew Jesus was the only one could give it to him. And who wouldn't want to see Jesus? Don't we all want to see Jesus? Don't we all want to see him enter into our lives? Don't we all want to be seen by Jesus for the very same reason that Zacchaeus did? There are a lot of young children in my neighborhood. Right next door there is a young boy named Jacob whose parents recently bought him a trampoline and they erected it in the backyard of his house. Well, Last weekend I was out there in the backyard doing some yard work and I heard this this young voice call out, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill, look at me, look at me. And there was Jacob jumping up and down on his brand new trampoline. Children and often adults just want someone someone they respect, someone they admire, someone that they look up to, to look at them and to acknowledge them for who they are. Zacchaeus climbed into that sycamore tree to get a better look at Jesus. But he also wanted Jesus to get a better look at him, to notice him, to see him, and to see into what was going on inside of his heart and what did Jesus do? He stopped he looked up at him and he actually called him by name and said to him make haste and come down for I must stay at your house today and Jesus looked up at him with with love and compassion and empathy he looked up and invited himself not only into Zacchaeus home but also into his very heart and life What Jesus saw was more than a chief tax collector, a rich man, a man short in stature. What he saw was something that Zacchaeus could not see. He saw one of his own. He saw a sheep of his own flock, a sinner of his own redeeming. He saw a man who needed a savior. In the eyes of the crowd, Zacchaeus was seen as a terrible sinner. But in the eyes of Jesus, Zacchaeus was seen as a son of Abraham. He was someone who had been lost and was now found, was spiritually blind and could now see. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Sadly, very sadly, I think the crowd didn't see it that way, did they? They disapproved of Jesus' choice of this new friend. Verse 7, when they saw Jesus going to Zacchaeus' home that day, they all murmured and said, he's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. As if they weren't. (laughs) Don't you wish you could have been a fly on the wall that night to hear what their conversation might have entailed? I know I do. Here's how I imagine it went. Because Jesus has the ability to look right into a person's heart and soul with laser-like precision and see just what's lacking. I believe that Jesus looked into Zacchaeus' heart and life and saw a man who knew that his life was heading in the wrong direction altogether. Who knew that he was a lost soul. Who knew that what he was doing was completely wrong and who knew that he was a sinner in desperate need of forgiveness. I'm almost positive that Jesus would have spoken to him about his need to repent from his past wrongs and show him his need to make a 180 degree turnabout in his life to confess his sins and to hear those words that we all so long to hear Jesus speak to each and every one of us. Your sins are forgiven and today salvation has come to you and to your house. Well I have to wonder, when was the last time that someone asked Zacchaeus, how's your mother doing? I hear she's been very sick. When was the last time someone asked him about his little girl who was battling leukemia? Or about his son who is addicted to drugs? when was the last time someone simply stopped him in the grocery store or on the street or at Starbucks and said how are you doing today Zacchaeus? what Jesus saw was the man behind the position he held and sought to build a relationship with him by taking a personal interest in him and by going to his house for dinner There are many Zacchaeuses all around us. You don't have to look very far. Perhaps you know some of them. A high school teacher, a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, a realtor, a secretary, a checkout clerk at your favorite store, a waiter at one of your favorite restaurants, your next door neighbor, a fellow student, a co-worker, a colleague, perhaps even a member of your own family, or perhaps even the person sitting next to you in the pew this morning. If we are to be as Martin Luther once said, little Christs to one another, always looking to see Christ in another person and for them to see Christ in us, how are we living that out in our daily lives with the people with whom we work? the people we live with, go to school with, or simply have contact with on a daily basis. Are we treating them like the crowd treated Zacchaeus as an outcast? Or are we treating them like Jesus treated Zacchaeus? I believe that when Jesus and Zacchaeus came out of the house that evening, Zacchaeus was a changed man. He'd confessed his sins, and Jesus had cleansed and forgiven him, washed away all of his sins. He'd been transformed into a new man. St. Paul writes, Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We really don't know any other reason why Zacchaeus went out on a limb to see Jesus that day other than the fact that he was vertically challenged and that he hadn't yet acknowledged the fact that he was a sinner in need of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. But what we do know is that he mounted a tree to see the man who would one day mount another kind of tree, the tree of the hard wood of the cross to save him and to save all of us who were just like him, lost sinners, sinners in need of repentance and a savior. For his sake and ours Jesus ventured out onto the dangerous limbs of that other tree, the cross, to befriend us and to bring us into a right relationship with God. A relationship that had been broken and severed because of our sinfulness. In one sense, think about this. Zacchaeus became the first thief on a cross for Jesus to save. Only this time, instead of Jesus saying, Today you will be with me in paradise. He said, Today salvation has come to your house if you want to see a picture of what true repentance looks like all you have to do is take a good look at Zacchaeus when he went out of his house that day and declared to Jesus and to everyone and you know the crowds were waiting they were waiting outside that house that day everyone within earshot of his voice behold Lord the half of all my goods I give to the poor and if I've defrauded anyone of anything I'll restore it fourfold. What we see is that his life took a whole new direction immediately. He resolved to make a new and positive change in his life, and that was the very sign of his repentance. He was a changed man, inside and out, a new man. St. Paul says that if anyone is in Christ, He's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, I wonder, what does our repentance look like? What changes are we willing to make once we've received the forgiveness of Christ into our hearts and declare him to be the Lord of our lives? What does our repentance look like? Today's gospel ends with these promising words. I love these words. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The lost. That's what Jesus came to do. Came into this world to seek and to find the lost. He can take lost, abject sinners like Zacchaeus and like us and save them. Once found by Jesus, Zacchaeus had a joy in his heart the likes of which he had never experienced before. His heart had been washed clean from the stain of all his past sins. A lost soul had been found, and just like Jesus' parables about the lost sheep, the lost coin and the lost son, the prodigal son. All of them conclude with the same ending, stories Jesus himself told. There will be more rejoicing by the angels in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous who need no repentance. For Zacchaeus, it was finally time to start living up to the meaning of his name. Do you know what the name Zacchaeus means? Pure, righteous, the clean one. Zacchaeus, the name means pure, righteous, the clean one. That's what Zacchaeus means. Ultimately, that's what Jesus saw in him. And that's what he sees in you and me when we turn to him and accept by faith what he did for us on Calvary's cross. Today our gospel has given us a picture of the man who risked going out on a limb to see and to be seen by Jesus. Like Zacchaeus, Jesus has a very personal interest in you and he calls you out by name. If you're willing to take the risk of going out on a limb and seeing Jesus and being seen by Him for who and what you are, then I pray that God the Holy Spirit will enable you to see through the eyes of faith like the blind beggar did and to repent and see Jesus just like Zacchaeus did. Because if you will, if you will do that, then I promise you, I promise you, That salvation will indeed come to you and to your house this very day. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for seeking us out and finding us. Once we were lost, now we are found. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for giving us our redemption as our Savior. Help us to believe in the power that your cross has to give us the forgiveness of sins and to go out and be a testimony to that fact to others who as yet have not been found. We pray it in the strong and compassionate and loving name of Jesus. Amen.